All right, it is now afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, so, unfortunately, last episode we had some technical difficulties. So, the I think it was our best episode, and I'm actually really upset that the footage might be gone forever. I'm going to turn it over to a buddy of mine, but we'll just have to see. But we did get it fixed, I believe, for this episode. Uh, we still have Brianna with us, and she was such a good guest last time. I was really happy with how it went. Um, but she's still here, and we can film a good episode. The information was too valuable to you know put out there for free. So honestly, a ransom. Yeah, whenever Daily Wire reaches out, we'll definitely <laughs> release that missing episode. Um, I, honestly, we had such a good talk. I feel like anyone who listened would have a girlfriend like immediately. Oh, just yeah, have the confidence and ready to go. But yeah, um, hopefully, it's not lost yeah. forever. I'm optimistic. No one else in here is, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, the first thing I would like to talk about now, unrelated to relationship stuff, um, Netflix. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is anyone here actually still subscribed to Netflix? When you say to subscribe, and that yes, this does lead into the question, I think, when you say subscribe, does that mean we're sharing someone else's account, or we actually own the account ourselves? Yes, sharing. Are you still using Netflix? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Every once in a while. Which but I-, I do not pay for it. Okay. What about you, Brie? I used Netflix for the first time in, like, months uh, the other day, but I, I don't have an account. I um, watched a movie on my sister's boyfriend's Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was the first time in forever. Can you explain why you haven't used it in forever? Um, t- goodness, where to start? Uh, I don't watch a whole lot of shows. I'm very picky about the shows and the movies that I watch, and Netflix so frequently does not have what I want. Um, They either have switched out their library and they no longer have the things that I want, or um, they just didn't to begin with. So uh, as far as the streaming services go, Netflix is no longer my preference. Did anyone ever watch any Netflix originals? Was anyone into that at all? Ooh, Daredevil. I watched... Oh, that was so good. (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't think you'd come out swinging with that. Goodness. The Marvel Netflix originals. Uh, Some of them, at least. Yeah. Just... Actually, I'm... I'm so sorry. Sidebar. Just Daredevil season one was, I feel like, the only, like, quality, like, holy crap. Netflix is pumping out these Marvel shows. Nothing else... Again, sidebar. Let's not get too sidetracked. Nothing else in the Marvel Netflix series had matched that first season of Daredevil for me. Okay. Enough about that, though. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? So any other dramas? Anything going on that you were watching? Um, not really. My sister did recently watch Wednesday, and I mostly watched that with her. It was fine, but I don't feel like Netflix originals usually, with the exception of, like, Daredevil, none of them are just, like, stellar, just incredible right off the bat. What about you, Shaps? So, I'm really struggling to think of any, honestly. None of them really look interesting to me. I mean, like, the trailers will sometimes look interesting, but I never actually watched them. Uh, they kept up Cobra Kai, but that's not a Netflix original. They just bought yeah. Cobra Kai, which I'm a huge fan of that. And uh, what else? Um, I feel like there was a couple of Netflix movies I watched that were like okay, but no, nothing really stuck out to me. Yeah, so back in the early days of Netflix, I thought they were really pumping out some good stuff. Like mm-hmm. Daredevil was like the culmination of like so many good shows beforehand. And then when it when um, Daredevil came out, I was like, man, Netflix is killing it. Before anyone says in the comments, no, I have not seen Stranger Things, so that's why I didn't bring it up. Well, Stranger Things was taking a dip for a little bit, because that first season was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two, I thought was really good. No one else liked it, because it, it, it I wouldn't say sidetracked. It was just so different from the first season, mm-hmm. and I, I loved it. But no one else did. I'm, I'm, I'm the minority. Season three, I was very disappointed with. I mean, it was like fine, but it was just kind of like more of the same. 
and then they ramped it up with season four, where yeah. it's like season four is fantastic. But um, House of Cards that started off so strong, like those mm-hmm. first two seasons, um, and then the creator left, and that's when the quality started dipping. But like for a while, like Netflix was the go-to streaming service. Mm-hmm. What, what do y'all think happened? Where to begin? I feel like they <laughs> they've made a number of terrible choices. Okay, well, um, give me three. Give me sure. your top seven. <laughs> Uh, well, of course, some of them haven't fully been, you know, carried out yet. But they've they've started threatening the um, ad breaks in Netflix shows and movies, which is just atrocious. Um, they're now working on, you know, the, the password sharing crackdown um, and re- removing that ability. Of course, they're still rotating out their library, which is very frustrating at times because you know something was on Netflix and it's not anymore. So mm-hmm. I definitely say those are the top three. Okay, to so go on, well. That leads into a deeper conversation of the password That's sharing. That's what we're all about. But um, for me, I just get the impression, do either of y'all get the impression that Netflix just hates its audience? Like I definitely it, get the impression it's that not, they don't care. It's not there mm-hmm. to like make you happy. It's there to do the bare minimum. Because like, their catalog, I've never been like so disappointed in a streaming services catalog. Uh, it's expensive as all get out. Like it's more, it's probably more expensive than any other platform right now. Yep. And they keep on increasing their price. Yeah. Can someone and, look up what the current price is for Netflix right now? If I start tapping on my computer. Well, there's different plans now. Oh, okay. That's another yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't like to think that hard. So it's already <laughs> like super complicated. You know, like if you get the gold tier plan, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. but yeah, to carry on like what uh, Brie was saying, like about the password sharing, like. It's not that just they're trying to, they were going to, like, they were legitimately, like, yeah. saying, here's what's going to happen. And then they, they, I think you wanted to lead into this, the internet um, fought back. And within, like, a week, less than a week, they backed off and said, oh, no, that was a mistake. We didn't actually mean to post yeah, that. Yeah, someone accidentally typed up a whole plan <laughs> that would hurt the consumer and then posted it. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Like, that was dumb. Did you see that, Brie? I heard briefly about it. Um, I didn't actually see the post itself, but I do know it's been in the news for the last few days. They did start cracking down on password sharing in other countries. Yeah, they're not doing it here just yet, but um, they there was a, there was a list of how many additional countries now have these new restrictions on password sharing. Yeah, I have the prices if you want to know. Uh, yeah, before we get to that, the the original plan they were just gonna like. Um, the main account had to be logged into that Wi-Fi. And anyone who came over to that house and shared that Wi-Fi could log into that account. What they were cracking down on was if you were at your own place and you were logging in, say, your parents' profile, mm-hmm. they couldn't do that because you weren't logged into their Wi-Fi. But that's how they'd regulate, like, oh, I have it on my phone. I'm sitting at the house watching mm-hmm. it while my parents are watching something else in the other room. And they don't have an account for, like, if they were to wipe all those out, they would lose their viewership by, like, half. Like, legitimately, yeah. like, you think about, oh, they're not, like, gaining any more money by doing yeah. that but no but like their viewership though like yeah the, and that's people who watch uh you know who are sharing accounts that still counts as viewership so it'd probably be like less than 50 percent at that point because that's just like what you do whenever you leave the house or you have a friend who has it who doesn't mind sharing it like that's just what happens you yeah. know and to crack down on it it netflix doesn't have a good enough catalog to compete with any other streaming service right now uh, especially with prices, I have the prices right now. So yeah, the new current prices, basic with ads. That's with ads, oh. six ninety nine. Good quality. That's seven twenty p. Seven twenty p. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that for my head? I'm that, still spinning. That is seven twenty p for six ninety nine a month. 
I have a very nice TV with that, ads. That's with ads. Well, I have a very nice TV that runs things at you know not mm-hmm. 720p, like way <laughs> above that, and it's that like, is like more than 10 years ago. We're going backwards. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to standard. 6.99 uh, to standard. 15.49 for 1080p. Well, how much is okay? Well, let me let me do some work too, so I'm not being a jerk. Uh-huh. Um, how much is say Disney Plus a month? Let me look that way up. Way cheaper. Yeah, it's, let's go to I that. think it's less than ten bucks. Yeah, I think it's eight ninety nine. Yeah. Alright. And the last one is premium, which is nineteen ninety nine for four K HDR. So that's the highest one? That's the highest one. Okay. Well, and that's not even going into how many households or how many people can watch on the same device. Twenty dollars, right? Okay, Disney Plus, eight dollars per month. Eight dollars per month. And you get uh, the whole uh, almost the whole catalog. I don't think you can find Mighty Ducks or something. Like but you know So let's average it out. Let's say the average oh. is the <laughs> my, average my is my producer uh, is telling me that uh fifteen forty nine to beat. That's the average to beat. Okay. So Disney Plus already What does the twenty dollar thing come with? Uh it just comes with four K. It's nothing to gripe about. Most people will purchase the standard. Yeah. Hulu, fourteen ninety nine a month for no ads, I believe. So, yep, that's about a okay. dollar cheaper. What, what are you about to say, Brie? Well, and Disney Plus and Hulu now have a package deal. So yeah. you can get the two of them together. That's bundled, and, so. Yeah, and then, of course, even just the library size. Now, to be fair, Netflix is still technically second place, but a lot of these are, like, Disney Plus has only been around since 2020, mm. and so they're still increasing. But Netflix has about 3,600 movies and 1,800 TV shows. First place is Amazon Prime Video, with 26,000 movies Ooh. and 2,700 TV shows. Oh, man. It's not even close. And, like, they got so many noticeable titles, too. Like, they mm. got The Boys. They got... I mean, look, I hated Rings of... Okay. I didn't watch the whole Rings of Power show. But I watched I watched a little bit of it, and I was so bored. But, they get, but like, that's a noticeable title, you know? And they got... Um, all these really good animated shows now. What was the one that we were talking Invincible. about? Invincible. Invincible. Fantastic. I'm that right now. Oh, do you like it? I'm not very far in, but so far. I yeah. Am. But you uh, got past episode one, right? Yes. Okay, okay. good. Fantastic. No, phenomenal show. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, um, sidebar Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead, is the one creating. Uh, well, he wrote Invincible. So it's he's a got. a comic book, right? Yeah. He, he's, yeah. Got, he's got such a great catalog of, like, he's just a good writer. But anyway, back, back in. We're going to save Netflix today. Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> sidetracked here. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually more of a uh, HBO Max watcher myself. HBO Max that. is awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm never dissatisfied with the catalog. Okay, but like catalog, that's mm-hmm. the main draw here. So what's the main problem with Netflix right now? There's nothing on there anybody so wants to watch. So much garbage that no yeah. one cares about. Yeah. Like, like 100%. You're, that's the most time you're going to spend on Netflix. The, the joke, the meme is... You're just going to spend, you know, your whole hour, hour and a half looking for something to watch and you ever do. And it's really true. Like, I do it. My parents do it. Like, all my friends do it. Like, we don't even know where we really keep it. There's just a couple things on there we, we, we watch because it's not anywhere else. Hmm. But that's it. They, they used to have The Office. They don't even have The Office anymore. Um, I know. Like, all the really big shows that were so cool to watch, they took off. Now, Netflix really didn't take them off, but it was like... Uh, the. CBS and Paramount, they were like, hey, we can just start our own streaming. And they took mm-hmm. their most noticeable stuff. So that that was one big downturn was that Office got taken off, Parks yeah, and Rec that, got taken off. So many people left right after that. And now you can see why. Like, why wouldn't you leave? I think Seinfeld's still on there. Seinfeld but... is still on. That's still one of the only things I watch. Uh, yeah, and th- last time I was on Netflix, that's what I watched. And when you're done with that, like, eh, that's it. <laughs> Anyone know the worst thing they saw on Netflix? 
the worst thing I saw on Netflix. Because I never, if I'm not interested, I don't click on it. But... You mean like watched it? Yeah, like maybe just first episode. Oh, okay. It must have been like one of those reality TV shows. But I hate reality TV, so I don't know if it's fair. You're right. Yeah, you kind of went into it. That's sort of biased. Bree, do you have anything you watched that was like, ew? (laughs) I don't know. I usually don't watch stuff unless it gets recommended to me first. Yeah. Um, I'm not usually one who will just go exploring for for new shows. Well, if I'm being honest, I've been recommended so many things on Netflix that when I watched, I was like, it was just kind of, like it had a good actor in it. They they shell out money. That's the thing. They shell out some hardcore money Mm -hmm. to make something. And on on paper, it sounds great. Like, oh, this is a Western with so-and-so in it. Right. um, and then just the writing's never that good. Yeah. You know, like at, at its best, it's mediocre. Unless they take a pre-existing show that's already established as an audience and they put it on there, mm-hmm. like Seinfeld. Um, then like, oh, Netflix has some options. But... There are so there are certainly a lot of films I want to watch. I actually put on my watch list. I just never get around to just because I forget about Netflix so easily. Uh, two of them. One's The Irishman. I'm just going through all the Scorsese movies, basically. Yeah, that might be the last original I watched that blew me away, I'm being honest. And the second one I want to watch is All Quiet on the Western Front, which I heard was really phenomenal. Mm. So, you have those two, and then, like... I read the book. I I don't know what else sticks out to me. I don't know if I ever... Oh, you know what was a great original? I will say, to be more positive. I actually loved the um, Series of Unfortunate Events series. I never saw that. Did you watch that, Brie? That was I, like, I did, actually. I, that was good. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did love season one. Like That was actually a phenomenal show. Hmm. Um, I don't know where it went after, but I've always been meaning to pick it up, actually. But that was, again, that was a few years ago. That was you know quite a while ago. Um, it's up to like season three or four now. So recently, nothing's really stuck out, especially TV shows. I do not care. It's all garbage in my head. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um... So the main problem is the quality of the content is mm-hmm. dipping. Yeah, there's they, they they throw so much money at stuff nobody wants to watch, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes you could hide behind they're trying to be creative or experimental, and yeah. I get that, but like the results have never been that great. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, prices are going up. They they keep yeah. upping the prices of this crap that nobody wants to watch. And you can blame inflation, but like no one else really is doing that. You right, know, at least not significant as significantly. Like Netflix is the most expensive right now. I don't quite know what HBO Max costs right now, but Netflix, to my knowledge, is. And it's only going higher. Like They only want to increase it more and more and more. $20 for Netflix. Here's the, here's the advantage of the other streaming platforms is that they have not just like new releases, but like, uh, for instance, you go to HBO Max, well, they have everything DC. But kind of like how Disney Plus has everything Disney, right. HBO Max has everything DC. You know, like... Yeah. Even if, even it doesn't matter how obscure it is, how old it is, they're gonna keep it there forever. Netflix goes in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. You can never keep track of what they actually have on stock. Um, so you can't even remember if they had it half the time. You know, you're just like, oh, it might be on Netflix, and you see it. No, of course not. They just have like I don't know, Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> it's just, if I want to see like a good comedy or something, or like Scary Movie Five. Like they, it's the, they only buy the cheapest stuff they can mm. get, like the cheapest licenses possible. So if they're gonna cheap out, you know, why should I shell out premium cash for a service that I just don't like? I don't enjoy it. I agree, and it's so expensive, like twenty bucks for mm. something I'm not gonna watch. I'd rather just pay twenty bucks to buy all of Seinfeld on Voodoo for <laughs> a discounted price. You know, like yeah. if that's all I'm gonna watch. Um, Brie, are you looking at anything you want to just talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, I just I had some numbers on um, 
I do love I do love numbers. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Netflix is definitely starting to see it. I think they had their first uh, quarterly decline on revenue Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of last year, the end of twenty twenty two, and overall they had a twelve percent decline in their net income last year uh, Mm -hmm. annually. So. I think it's really starting to hit them that this is affecting them. Yeah, the uh, the password sharing, though, it, it almost felt like a knee jerk reaction to like, oh shoot, we got to fix something. So a twelve percent revenue loss, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh crap, we got to do something. I, I think what they're doing is they're punishing people that are already subscribed. Yeah. Well, that, but I think it was literally because they were overly confident in their uh their catalog that they thought that all the people they kicked out were just going to buy a script yeah subscription but that's stupid it's not gonna happen you're right it is a knee-jerk reaction like they didn't put any thought into that they were just like well simplest solution people keep watching us you know like they must want to come back so kick them all out see if they come back and they'll come back they'll come back if they don't so if I ever kicked anybody out of my house, I was like, they're going to come back. I'm, like, nah, I'm, I'm delusional. <laughs> no, no. I mean, your house has like so many cracks in the floor. You're, you, 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 know, you boosted your rent by like, you How know. How dare you? Yeah. 3, okay. That's a great analogy here. Mm-hmm. I kick someone out the house. I'm like, they're going to come back. My house is in shambles. Yeah, cracks yeah, you in you the haven't floor. Invested anything into One it. of the showers doesn't work. And then in the other shower, toilet doesn't flush. You but buy I keep garbage raising, that doesn't actually help anyone. But I keep just, raising rent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like expecting them to just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not happening. Like, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going over to Hulu's house instead. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Okay, how do we save it? How would we... We're on now in charge of Netflix. How would we save it? Gee, how do you save a sinking battleship? Yeah, the Titanic sinking. All we got is duct tape. How do we do this? Man, you know, like, well, I don't think any of us are uh, business majors, but because everyone always has the opinion, oh, this is how you would do it. And then, like, they don't, they just like one one solution. There needs to be like six or seven really good solutions for Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Well, one, they can stop jerking everyone around, like literally just... Yeah we're customers like someone is paying for it that's where it all should matter like no one else is cracking down like netflix is stop treating your customers like they're the bad guy like they're the enemy or something like we're doing something wrong yeah uh and another thing just like i don't know what i don't know who's making the decisions of what shows they should invest in but if you look at like hbo max for instance like uh i know they haven't had like a whole ton of bangers recently but i know they're um What's that show, that zombie show that just came out? On uh, Netflix? Yeah, uh, HBO. Oh. Um, Last of Us. Last of Us. Here, yeah. that's doing really, really good. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and they get, like, really good actors for it, too. Um, and they do, like, wonderful marketing for it. Like, a mm. lot of people are watching that show yeah. right now. Uh, for Netflix, the only thing I, I know that they put a lot of marketing into is, like, Wednesday, which I don't even... Yeah. I can't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know but how pe- you but get... that show had an audience. It did have an audience, and people liked it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't, I don't know that people liked it. I only hear because like, occasionally I'll see like a good review, but like, no one's talking about it. I should say. I would have to disagree. On really? That. Now, Bree, you're not on social media that much, but I'm seeing a lot of social media stuff about it. Like really? Like Wednesday being a super fantastic character. Mm-hmm. Like, and then like memes. Like, you know, they can make obviously they're supposed to be funny, but like when you see a lot of memes based on a show that people like, that's mm-hmm. a good. I'd say a good consensus of like audience reaction mm-hmm. to where um, memes, in a way, I think help carry the longevity of something, mm. a show in particular. So I, I would have to disagree. On social media, I've seen a lot of really? good stuff on 
Wednesday. Okay. And, you know, have be- you seen it? No, God, no. <laughs> I, well, I know what you're trying to say. Like, uh, you know, you made your point, but like, I know it has an audience. It has an audience, yeah. but like, I mean, I'm sure every show has an audience. You know, I'm not. I'm uh, sure Velma, it's doing. I'm sure the TV it's, series. I'm sure it's doing well, mind you. Like, it is yeah. doing well. That's why they're yeah. you know pouring their guts and souls into yeah. it. Why don't we get that treatment for everything? Then exactly. Like, so I think the problem is they need to pump out better stuff. What I'm trying to get at is not that the show's bad. I'm trying to get at that Netflix just doesn't. Yeah. Put the effort in. Like mm-hmm. they need to be putting that kind of effort into all their I shows. Agree. The full confidence, they not just throwing money. They at shouldn't that. throw money at shows that are not going to be good. That like mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone regulating the quality of the content. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people are so burnt out on Netflix. They're not even going to talk about it if a show's good. You know, they're not even going to uh, discuss it at work or you know like with their partner or whatever. Like it's just kind of goes over their head. Like it goes over my head honestly. Yeah. You gonna say something, Brie? Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about last year specifically. I can only think of, and there may be more, I can only think of two shows all year that even brought up uh, discussions on mm. Netflix, and that was Season 4 of Stranger Things, which dropped yep. over the summer, mm. and Wednesday. Yep. And both of those were, did decent. They both did good. But two good shows in a year is not enough. That's no, so sad for a major show. However series. many shows they put out. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, another thing. Um I love the idea of binge watching, mm-hmm. dropping, let's say, 10 episode series, dropping all 10 episodes so we oh, can watch sure. it. I think that's actually hurting it. I was going to say that. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So explain why then. Sure. So I think it removes some of the discussion mm-hmm. amongst viewers mm-hmm. because people are watching it at different speeds. Yeah, okay. So instead of an episode dropping every week like it used to, where mm-hmm. you had all week to talk about one episode, mm-hmm. there are some people that watch all eight, ten, however many episodes overnight. They binge the whole thing, and then they get to work the next day, and they're like, I finished the whole season. And the other person is like, I will only watch the first episode. Don't talk about it. Yeah. You can't spoil it for me. <laughs> so I think kind of forcing everybody to watch it at the same pace not only it, it extends the length of the show, now the show is running for 12 weeks or 10 mm. weeks or however many instead of all at once, but it's also encouraging people to talk about it for that much longer and it encourages them to talk about it at the same, where they're all on the same pace. They're theorizing about what mm. the next episode is going to be like. They're sitting on each episode for longer amounts of time. I definitely think that is better for the longevity of television shows. Oh my gosh. The, I couldn't would, have said it better myself. I, I would say there's only one downside to it. It's kind of a notable one. If... Well, the show has to be intriguing. Yes, for sure. If the show is not intriguing, and because there's a lot of shows that's come out that have come out recently, and Disney has done a few, where like the first two episodes are a drag, mm-hmm. and then the rest of them are amazing, wonderful, you know. But you're not gonna, you're not waiting for the next one to come out because like it's a, a week's gone by, and by that time you've already moved on, and you may hear it's good, but you may not come back to it. So I think there's pros and cons to both. I think yeah, the pros but... of waiting and you know uh section them out definitely outweigh but the show has to be intriguing the show has to be good for it okay so what you're describing is like how television has been up until binge watching was a thing Mm -hmm. like yes we agree the show has to be good yeah to keep people intrigued every week Mm -hmm. but i would still say the one episode a week format is still stronger because if the show is good like like brie was just saying like Mm -hmm. people are going to be talking about it every week and come you know just and then they can go back and rewatch stuff, and you know. So I, I think there's more pros and cons to it. I I, th- I I would say so, but I still think there are some advantages to. Okay, for instance, like Cobra Kai, they all came out at once, and near oh, so many people have watched it. Now that was on YouTube originally, mm-hmm. but that actually people kept on coming back to it like over and over and over again because it's so bingeable, and it's because it was like built to be bingeable. 
it has to do with how you structure your show. Do you structure it to be week by week? Because not every show works like that. Not every show works um, in a way where you can uh, section off week by week. Because sometimes they have filler episodes, and that absolutely kills rhythm. Mm -hmm. If uh, one show right now, like if a drama show, for instance, the biggest complaint I hear right now is so many drama shows have filler, quote-unquote. And that's if there's an episode that doesn't really tie into the overarching story at all. If there's like one filler episode that just kills everyone's rhythm, that kills everyone's watching ability. Um, and typically people don't really come back unless it's weeks and weeks later. You have to coordinate that. If the shows are built to be week by week, then absolutely. So, but the problem is Netflix has it backwards. They have shows that are built to be week by week and they're releasing it all at the once. But there are certain shows that should be, I, I still would stand by, should be released all at once. Uh, if they're like smaller shows, not like big dramas, for instance, not like Game of Thrones or anything, but like if it's a show like, um, I don't know, anything that's like 20 minutes, like animation or something, that shouldn't be week by week. That should be like bingeable. That should be quick and easy uh, and simple to watch. But if it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good example of like, a, I, can't, I can't think of any Netflix shows that benefit from it. Man, so, besides... Well, I feel like what you're getting at is, like, they need to slow down and start reevaluating things. So, Brie, were you going to say something before I go on another thing? Yeah, I was just going to point out, Disney has started trying this sort of hybrid method mm -hmm. where they're mm -hmm. releasing the first few episodes yes. all at once and then going week by week after that. Because it is hard initially. If, it, if you're setting up an entire mm -hmm. new show, it's hard to establish the setting, the characters, the time frame, the scenes, everything in the yeah, first yeah. episode and not yeah. be slow. But Disney has started doing it where they're like, here's episodes one and two, or one, two, and three, and mm. then we'll go week from week. And I think that's actually working out for them. They're doing it for Star Wars, all their Star Wars shows. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, y'all yeah, yeah, are so excited. I can tell. <laughs> Bree's like so excited for anything Star Wars coming out, <laughs> which is commendable. You watch Bad Batch, and that's, that's cool. I've, I haven't seen it, but... That's about the only one that's actually been like well, good quality. You know what the you know what the uh, biggest complaint of Bad Batch was? That there's too many filler episodes. And then they got... And then people dropped off, and then they got to an episode that actually was really, really cool, and then people came back. So it's like finding that nice in-between. Personally, I think shows like Bad Batch are benefiting from their new format, yeah. like mm -hmm. Bree said, like the hybrid format. So that's another thing. Disney is experimenting, you know? Like they're actually trying new things. Netflix has done the same thing for years, and they're not budging at all. They haven't tried or innovated at all, um, which... That's the right there. That's what I would change immediately. Just like innovate, like throw stuff at the wall, see what happens. It worked for GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think Disney is also constantly expanding their mm -hmm. library instead of trading things out. As far right. as I know, nothing has been pulled off Disney Plus. No, yeah, they've just added to it. They add they add more um, mm. original stuff, but they're mm. also adding older. Like they've yeah. had uh, months where they're like, hey, there's this movie from 20 years ago we're gonna throw this into our library and all of a sudden you can watch it again which the reason for that is because disney owns all of that right netflix doesn't own crap except for their originals that's why the originals are always going to stay hbo they own everything else practically <laughs> you know <laughs> everything you think of Warner hbo freaking owns yeah. right so that's why they can keep their catalogs consistent yeah. netflix was great at first because it was the only one of its kind yeah but now it's 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 you know its wrinkles are starting to definitely show let me let me bring up something you you, you thank you for that segue mm -hmm. uh netflix was the first of its kind like you said so mm -hmm. the name the brand yeah. i still feel like it's super strong because it but it was the first one but it's like you said, that inconsistency. Once once other places started making their own streaming mm -hmm. services, 
Um, it took business away from Netflix, mm. and so they're. I feel like they're going the wrong direction, punishing the the audience. Yeah. Also, they're just pumping out trash. Let's let's just be real. Mm. Um, but I think um, the name, the brand, is still so strong because their stock went up during COVID. So right. like it was, mm-hmm. everybody was like ready to subscribe. And then ever since now things are opening back up, people are leaving their house. Yeah, I think that is that what Disney Plus launched. Was it during COVID? I believe it was. Yeah, yeah it was the year of smartest decision they've ever made. <laughs> well, now they, I'm sure they were working on it before COVID. Exactly. Yeah. So like, but they were like, oh, we drop it now. Or well, yeah. uh, we brought up Daredevil earlier. I'm told mm-hmm. that they were, you know, they they borrowed the IP Netflix, like mm-hmm. the, some of these Marvel characters, and then Disney was sitting there watching the numbers, like, okay, this is something we need to start looking at, mm-hmm. which is something Blockbuster never did, and that's what killed them. So right. Disney always trying to adapt up you know they just want more money mm. always trying to find out how they can do that and they're like okay there's somebody watching netflix well they're competing yeah it's exactly. a competitive market netflix isn't competing because they kind of have like this disillusion that they're still on top yeah that's why they keep upping their prices they're not competing with their prices yeah. they think that they're the definitive streaming service that's why they're trying to lock out people with password sharing they think they're the definitive service and if everyone uh, it's basically owes them that that they everyone should subscribe to Netflix. You know, if you watch Netflix, yeah, like there's no one else in the world to go to. Yeah, one more thing. There's one more option we can talk about, mm-hmm. and that is Disney buying out Netflix because they could take that name. The, the name is great, you know, like that the mm-hmm. original. It's a strong name. Um, I think if they were bought out by somebody. Um, probably someone more competent with like handling programming, what needs to be axed. I think a problem is Netflix doesn't say no to some series when yeah. they should be. So if they had someone who was like in charge, I was like, okay, this show is not a great idea. Axe it. I don't see how that would benefit Disney in any way. They already have Hulu. Or, or somebody. somebody. Someone maybe. Yeah. But again, it's such it gets, it gets to a point where it's such a mess. Like, Is it even worth it? They might buy the IPs, yes. but I don't think they'd buy Netflix. Oh, okay. It comes with way too much baggage. Think about something like Amazon Prime. Like, Do you think Amazon Prime is like a catchy, like, you know name and stuff like that i think something like amazon could buy netflix and use the, just use the name for their streaming service scratch amazon prime amazon prime tv mm. and then they just have the netflix brand boom you know netflix being owned by something like amazon i don't know that's still a little weird yeah. to me because like when i think of amazon prime i think of like an all-encompassing service mm-hmm. you get amazon prime and you get everything attached to it right to add Net- with a subscription to Netflix. I feel like <laughs> anything that would buy out Netflix would just overcomplicate it. Again, I most likely see Netflix selling off other IPs yeah. and going bankrupt. It's called, I don't it's see, called liquidating their assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see <laughs> anyone actually pulling them out okay. um, and buying them out. Like That may work in the, in the video game industry. It doesn't work in the freaking uh, streaming industry. Like You have your giants, and that's it. Yeah. That would okay. think. What do you think, Brie? Buying out, not an option? <sighs> yeah, I mean... I, I do think, kind of like you said, there's so much baggage that comes with it mm. that that doesn't necessarily mean... I've seen pretty large companies make some dumb decisions before, so it doesn't mean that it yeah. won't happen, yeah. um, but probably that it wouldn't be a smart decision. It would be kind of interesting to see Netflix as a bundle option, mm. you know, kind of like, you know, Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, but uh, I, and that, it might end up helping them in the sense that if people felt like they were getting two streaming services... For the price mm-hmm. of one, that mm-hmm. might just increase the amount of Netflix viewers they have in total. But the process of actually like being bought out, yeah, there would there would definitely be a lot of baggage that comes with that. One hundred percent. Well, that was a very good discussion. 
Um, I want to transition now. I actually have a really good idea, and I'm sorry, Shaps. I know you're starving, but we're I'm, not going to go to actually. The... Caleb, can I just dig in right now? No, can I just dig in right now. <laughs> you, Please, self control. A little bit. <laughs> uh, I want to talk. Caleb, it's been two days. <laughs> <laughs> Let us out. <laughs> I fed you four days ago. Chill. <laughs> um, I would like to talk to Bree about why well, we have a guest. Uh, we were both homeschooled, and I would I thought it'd be yes. really interesting to talk about like some th- maybe pros and cons of that mm. and talk about you know just i think there's a good conversation we've had different experiences um so i want to start with uh how was your upbringing as in homeschool and do you think it was better or worse than going to actual school well first of all i feel the need to preface after uh 2020 that this was not homeschool meaning public school via zoom this was legitimate real homeschooling mm-hmm. uh where my mom who in my case, my mom is a certified teacher, so I had a bit of an advantage already. Uh, she took oh, me lucky. <laughs> <laughs> she took me out of public school after first grade, and uh, I was homeschooled from second grade on. Um, and all the way to eighteen high all school. The way, yeah, all the way through high school. Um, and uh, I, I definitely prefer it. I think I was saved a lot of drama and you know, unnecessary, like, stress and all that kind of stuff from being homeschooled. I was not, um, wasn't exclusively homeschooled in the sense that I did go to what they refer to as a homeschool co-op, meaning that two days a week I took classes with other homeschool students and, um, a teacher who was, at the very least, um, educated in in that class that we were, you know, um, that we were signed up for. Um, so for once I did get to high school and we started getting to maths and sciences that were outside of my mom's uh, area of expertise, I could go to my co-op and they would have uh, other parents there that were you know teaching their kids, but they would also teach the rest mm. of the kids that uh, for that class that they were particularly educated in. Um, and so I think it was very beneficial. I went into I went into college feeling a whole lot more prepared for it. Uh, the homeschool co-op setup is actually very similar to a college setup in the sense that classes are only two two days a week. You're keeping track of all your own stuff. The teacher or professor, you know, just comes in and, and just does lecture and then is like, all right, I'll see you in three days. You're responsible for your own things. Okay. So um, I think my biggest hiccup when it comes to homeschooling, I was homeschooled up until high school and then I transitioned to private school, which also wasn't that good. But... Um, I think the biggest drawback for me was social interaction. Now, you actually had a co-op, which was foreign to me, until I dated a girl who was also homeschooled, and she told me about their co-op. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was an option, because <laughs> the, the only social interaction I got, my mom did her best. Like, it just there was just so much going on in the house in between her and dad. But um, So we'd go to church, so she'd sign me up for all these cool like uh, programs to hang out with kids at church. So a couple times a week. I'm at church with people. I was the most annoying kid in those groups. So it's like, um, and it was just because like at home, I'm being myself, I'm being weird, I'm being and, and ugh, cringy. The word is cringy. Ooh. And then I go once or twice or maybe three times a week to church in the evening. And then I'm, you know, it shows. It shows that I'm definitely homeschooled. I'm loud. Uh, I'm, I'm doing something annoying, but I think it's funny and it's pissing people off. Um, I don't know. Like, um how often were you in the co-op stuff? Like, was it not every day, I guess, but a couple times a week? How was it? Yeah, so it was twice a week. It was uh, Mondays and, and Wednesdays uh, when I was in the co-op. And that was all of high school. Okay. So um, prior to high school, I had um, I had less like uh, social interaction, so to speak. 
my mom definitely still got us involved in stuff. We did go cool. to a church event um, cool. during the during the week, um, and then I was in a, a soccer team, and yeah. so my mom definitely put effort into making sure yeah. that we got socialization yeah. in other forms, even when I wasn't in the co-op, yeah. because that is usually the biggest thing people bring up as far as the downside to homeschooling is. Well, how are you going to socialize your kids? And it's like, well, you have to put more effort into yeah. it for sure, but it can be done. It's definitely yeah, possible. It can be done. And like I said, my mom did great. I, I still ended up very well. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to blast anyone who brought me up um, at all. So I think the biggest thing, I don't know, I did do like sports stuff. Um, so I guess that in theory should help. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I was just like, I'm not saying like, you were just annoying. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that has to be it. Like, I'm so glad I grew out of it, but I Oh was... yeah. You grew out of it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shaps, I've heard you talk about how cringy you used to be. Oh, when I was homeschooled? Absolutely. You're homeschooled too? Yeah. No way. Oh yeah. How long till, hold on. I'm sorry, audience. This is news to me. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> we don't yeah. even need a guess for this one. Did you really it. have to, you really didn't, you really couldn't tell, huh? Yeah, uh, I was public school. I thought school. you were just weird. No, well, yeah, but and I was public schooled up into the fifth grade. And I was homeschooled all throughout, and I didn't have no co-op either. See, that's the thing. Like, how come? How come we didn't do a co-op? I don't know. I have to ask my mom about that. Well, my mom, like, she did her best, but I don't really. Sorry, mom. I don't think she really knew how to homeschool, and she probably mm-hmm. admit to that because I didn't even like. They didn't even. They weren't even my te- My mom, and my dad weren't even my teachers. I. Me and my sister were sat in front of like a computer screen for like mm-hmm. four hours a day. And let me tell you something. I already, I actually, it's a weird. I like teachers. I like tests. I hate school though, because I just never could care about it. Like yeah. I always did good in grades, but I just never cared about it enough. And when you're just looking at a computer for four hours, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you just do not care at all. And there's no one to talk to. And there's you know, no friends at all. And I'm I'm not gonna. Well, I, I guess I'm outing myself here. It is so easy to cheat on those programs. <laughs> oh man! Not even for like a computer. Not even for like a uh, you know non-computer geek. Like I, at that time, you know, I didn't know anything, but I knew how to cheat on those things because they make it so freaking easy. Yeah. Uh, I turned out okay though. You know. Yeah. You did. I know. I know. Sometimes <laughs> we're down on ourselves. Bree's been great. She hasn't been down on herself, but you and me, Shep's especially, been down on how we are as people now and i know we feel like it's harder to function but i think we turned out great honestly oh like, all things considered yeah yeah like, like we talked about last episode that may not air i'm so sorry guys but we talked about in last episode how like uh it was just a process we kind of just had to grow up um and I, sometimes we don't like who we we think we don't like who we are but if we just embrace it and not think of it as a drawback um, I, you know, I, I think we turned out great. Honestly, mm-hmm. we, we have drawbacks, but so does literally everybody else. Like everyone right. ha- else has drawbacks. That's the thing. Um, the only like major thing is like sometimes, I don't know, have you gone through like life and like, there's, there are certain things that everyone knows except for you. Uh, um, it, like, like what stuff would they know? Uh, I don't, know, I don't know. It's something like, f- whether it be like financial or medical, like, I don't know when you first got insurance or something or. When you first had to deal with bills, I don't know, like every everything's a learning curve. I had to learn, so I felt yeah. like I had to learn most of that myself. And a lot of people yes. had like no problem with it because they were, you know, they had like helicopter parents or they had people all around them all the time. Mm-hmm. There were like certain things I was like, oh, everyone would know at my age normally, but I just never came across it. I don't think that's your fault because, yeah, yeah. like, uh, I went to public high school and. Um, 
they didn't teach any of that. They didn't mm. teach you how to file taxes. Yeah, they, exactly. they didn't teach you how to, you know, do all this. Mm. Um, all the stuff you're talking about, paying rent. That's no one can prepare you for that. That life experience is the best experience. Yeah. Like in person yeah. training. Um, what, what do you think, Bree? Well, I I kind of had the opposite situation where I went in knowing more than my peers on mm. a lot of things, and I think part of that was. My, my mom started realizing that a bunch of kids were going to college and like had never done their own laundry. Mm-hmm. Like it was as simple as, I don't know where to put the soap in the washing oh, no. machine. Like wow. some of them, it was really bad because their parents had just done everything for them. Mm-hmm. And all they had done up to this point was, was schoolwork. Um, and they may have good grades and they were they were book smart, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. But they, the home ec class was not really doing enough yeah. for their home education. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my, my mom turned our quote-unquote home ec class into, okay... You know, we're gonna teach you how to, you know, file your taxes. We're gonna go over what it looks like to, uh, you know, if you were living by yourself. Here's how you cook without burning down the kitchen. Here's right. how you, you know, we did a lot of that. And um, I also think it, it drastically depends on the the parenting style mm. as well because I have homeschool friends that their parents were as as hands off as possible, mm. and they they missed out on quite a bit. I have a friend mm. that never actually graduated because his mom kind of quit about uh, mm. halfway through his junior year and he just ended up getting um, his uh, uh, high school equivalents uh, or GED. The GED. Yeah, the, GED. Yeah, the GED. The GED. Um, yeah, <laughs> he ended up getting the GED like when he was 19 or 20. He finally mm. went back and was like, I need this just so I can get into better jobs. Right. So, so it definitely depends on the, the type mm. of homeschooling as well. Yeah. Um, my, you know, my mom... My mom did her best. It was there was so much going on in the home life. Uh, dad, biological dad, was not helping. So even like when it was time, like, hey, Caleb cheated on his test today. He didn't like to try to like correct me, discipline mm. me, whatever you want to call it. Like he didn't do anything about it. It was just so disconnected. Um, so yeah, I mean, it it just kind of really depends on the parents. And there was also a certain point. Like this is this is nobody's fault. Mm. Um, it's just like um, when I got to a certain point in the math. My mom could only help me so much because she she had to start looking at the same book I was looking at, you know, right. and and um, she, you know, homeschooling's tough. I mm. think that I, I can't. Do, I don't think I could do it. It's definitely there, not for everyone. There are yeah. some parents who are like that is their full time job, yeah, right? Yeah. and they do it and good for them perfectly. Um, I wish it was a little. I mean, I'm sure it is nowadays. I'm sure homeschooling is way more accessible. Yeah. to some parents because like it used to be like. Yeah, you bought a bunch of parents would buy a bunch of books and then they would do every little thing. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I feel like there's a lot more tools, um, you know, to help and a lot more aid, you know, because it's it's so huge now. There's there's huge communities for homeschooling, you know, yeah. like it used to be just like every once in a while you'd find one weird kid who was homeschooled. Now it's like I wouldn't say fifty fifty, but like majority of people I know at least have been homeschooled. Yeah. Um, but it also depends on how much you're willing to put into it. Like, like I said, I had a similar situation, you know, like my parents did the best they could, yeah. but, um, in order for it to be successful, at least when I was, you know, a kid, um, you just, you have to put in as much as you're willing to for your kids, I suppose, you know, we, we could go all day on this topic. So I'll just get, we're, we're approaching the cutoff time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask, um, Bree, do you want to homeschool your kids? Is that your goal? Uh, I definitely do now. I originally said that I did not, I would put my kids in public school simply because, I plan on having a job, and um, as impressive as my mother is, she's homeschooled six of us. Um, she she didn't. She had no job. That was she was a stay at home mom, full time, mm. full time gig. Um, however, I've 
watched through the news and and other sources the things that happen at public schools now, and I just don't feel comfortable putting my kids mm. in it. And that's okay. different for everybody. That's sure. my personal opinion. Yeah. But it's no longer it's no longer even the educational side of it that I'd be comparing. It's just the things that happen at happen mm. at public schools that I'm I would okay. not be willing to risk that with my kids anymore. I, hey, that's I can't disagree. Mm. So I mean, hey, bunch you shaps. If you're whoever military you school, military. <laughs> I agree. Gosh darn it, <laughs> Trump needs more supporters. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, and there's the option of private school as well. I feel like we okay. can't discount that. But do you would you discount, be comfortable with that's that a either? Good idea. Yeah, just discount private schools. That's the real issue. Is it's expensive. Um, I would consider it again. Yep. Cost is a big deal. Yep. Um, mm. But there are some very um, some very strong. Um, sort of looking for. Um, strong convictions yep. in public schools. I mean, in private okay. schools. Um, so it would. It, I would at least consider it. Okay, uh, Shab. So now, for real though, are you gonna? How do you feel about it? Oh yeah, they're not going anywhere near public school. I'm not. Oh, I'm God. like. I'm. A, I'm actually a pretty decent teacher when it comes to like useless things. I'm t- I mean, no, no. Whenever I'm like confident about something and like competent at it, uh, I'm actually a pretty good, decent teacher. But like again, I did well with grades. But like when it comes to school, like I only cared about it so much. Mm. So I'd probably need some backup in that area, you know, to teach kids. But I feel like I could also teach them a lot of other things, like life skills and, so, yeah. and whatnot. Um, in homeschooling, you and say. I would like do my yeah, exactly. I would do my best at least. Okay. That's all I can say. Okay, I would do my best in homeschooling. I'm gonna say no. Really? Yeah. No. If she really wants to, we're gonna have, we'd have to talk about it and be like, hey, here's. Here's my concerns with it, so this is what we're going to have to really pay attention to. My biggest thing is they have to have social interaction. And um, if we're going to have to say whoever I'm with is like, I have a struggle with math. The kids need to learn how to do some math, you know, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to pay somebody to come in and do it. I'm not against it. It's just yeah, like, yeah. you know, we have to be committed to it. Yeah. And we have to both be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And it, that, that was a problem with my growing up was dad was not on the same page. Mm-hmm. He didn't help. Uh, when, when when he was home he wasn't home but also when he was home he didn't help um so like it, we both have to be in agreement it's just i want my kids to grow up like at least be social and have some good social interaction that's my biggest thing yeah. um because like you know if you're not a good student you're not gonna be a good student no matter what you know no matter what anybody teaches you that's a choice you also kind of got to make on your own so um i'm leaning toward no I would prefer either public school or or private school is fine too, but I mean, it, I mean, I at least put my kids through co-op. Yeah, because I didn't even know that was a thing when I was growing up. So. Same, I didn't know until I was twenty six. <laughs> you know, because I started dating. <laughs> Can I go back to that, please? Yeah, no. Um, but again, you know what's weird? The sick thing is that oh, everyone I know who went through co-op is way more normal than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, to give you an idea, homeschooling has gotten so popular. There is a homeschool book fair every year. Wow. Where you can go? Yeah, you can go compare like math curriculums. Like I. I was on Matthew C. That was a curriculum I've for years. <laughs> if and you could I, see my face right now, I'm very disgusted. He's very disgusted. And when I got to high school, they switched me from Matthew C. to Saxon. Because... Oh, you Saxon. <laughs> oh, man, yes. I'm just nodding like, yeah, that's great for you. Saxon was good up until no one could help me with the work. So. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I I'm actually sorry. hear there's a homeschool dating site. Now. Okay, stop. Let's not do this. We're, we're, we're almost out of time. Okay. Um, dang it, I want to unpack that. That sounds horrible. 
That sounds horrible. <laughs> oh no! I mean, come on. There's also homeschool prom. Like there is. Like, yeah, man. I've had bad prom experiences with everything. I think kids need to go to school. They need to get bullied and learn how to stand up. One hundred percent. If they don't get bullied at school, I'm going to bully them myself. That's right. You, know? it was like, you shove them in the homeschool locker. Uh-huh. <laughs> Closet. You get in there. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Homeschool book fair sounds so weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest here. I'm sorry. She was so excited. Like, oh my gosh! By the way, did you know? Like, actually, there's. And a- I'm sitting here like, we weird. compare math curriculums. <laughs> my kids are gonna grow up so weird. Anyway, anyway. Okay, last section. We got a few minutes left. Um, Shaps is really excited about this because he's starving. His <laughs> mouth is wide open for this. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I love the sections where we get to try some food. Yes. So, um, anyone here a fan of the Jonas Brothers? Not particularly. I would say the silence before I, anyone said anything. Should I be? No. Okay. In fact, there was a good South Park episode about them. I thought it was pretty funny. But anyway, um, they have their own line of popcorn. And I have here two bags. The first bag says... Rob's backstage popcorn. It is sweet and salty. Mm. <laughs> See, Jonas's secret sweet, salty, and savory seasoning. Why is it a secret? It almost, almost makes me want to not eat it. What's he hiding behind there? Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, the paparazzi care? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me read this description. I'm sorry. Years ago, I started making this flavorful popcorn from my home kitchen. I highly doubt that. After a concert, Nick Jonas, longtime friend and bandmate of my son Greg. Oh, it's not even. He's, this guy's not even related <laughs> to them. Oh my the gosh. <laughs> Greg tried the recipe and immediately fell in love with this oh, unique flavor. Geez. Sweet and salty sounds like a generic flavor you'd get in any popcorn, but it says unique flavor. You know what? The next one should be called Cancelled Caramel. <laughs> Nick knew he needed to share it with his brothers and my popcorn quickly became the Jonas Brothers favorite backstage snack I highly doubt that oh yeah they have it oh by the gallons now yeah oh, yeah I mean it's the Jonas Brothers Nick, Joe, and Kevin described it as unlike any other popcorn they'd ever tasted the perfect blend of sweet salty and savory that kept them coming back for handful after handful is okay getting, hold on this is getting weird <laughs> i love popcorn it is arguably my favorite snack ever i have never spoken about popcorn like that how long is, <laughs> how big is this bag it oh. sounds like what's a book's worth <laughs> handful by handful and shot. they're all they have all the stupid little hand signatures you know all the signatures in the bottom yeah like, yeah I, that's gonna even then I, that's doubtful i don't even know they actually signed hold on let me finish reading it. oh my god, god you're not done no i'm only halfway through buddy oh my god <laughs> we still got 10 minutes left in this podcast all right uh let's see sorry guys as, as the years went on oh he's telling us a story <laughs> pull you up a chair pull up a stump we're about to talk around this my campfire. ex-wife yeah. <laughs> as the years went on i was getting more encouragement to share it beyond my circle of family and friends and now with great joy i consider it an honor to share it with you Uh-oh. it was a secret he, he was yeah keeping he just couldn't wait okay Bree, your favorite snack is popcorn yeah, I think so. I just I don't know. I always like salty foods, and so there's just like if you get to, if you get the butter and salt ratio perfect, mm. it is fantastic. Do you, do you pop your own, or do you use uh, Redenbacher's or something? I well, I do have like the um, the kernels that are not like bagged. You know, that I can pop myself, and then I do real butter and salt if I have the time. Usually, I just do bagged popcorn if I'm in a rush. I'm sorry. When you lead groups once a week or every other week, do you make your own popcorn, or do you use uh, from a bag? Usually for those, I use a bag because I'm usually okay. 
I'm usually busy, but on nights would, where I'm like, it's just me, and okay. I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna watch a movie by myself. I will make the fancy popcorn. Will you, <laughs> will you next time we hang out? Will you make the good stuff? Sure. All right, absolutely. I and I'll t- and I will tell my audience how it went. Okay. And call it a backstage <laughs> secret. But that's already copyrighted by this bag here. Backstage oh, secret. My bad. All right, Bree, I'm gonna have you go first, or just at least grab it. All right. Yeah, and then Shaps, here you go. Get you a handful. There's two bags. The other one's barbecue. I hate barbecue anything. So really, we'll get to that in a minute. You live in Texas, sir. Yeah, like sir. No, no. I like real barbecue, but not barbecue flavor. Anything. Okay. Right. Sorry. I like bar. Thank you for making me clarify that. <laughs> All right, guys. I got a handful of the sweet yeah. and salty super secret. Whoa, you're smelling it, Brie. What do you think? It smells good. Oh, man. <laughs> so far, so good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Ready? Ready. Yeah. I'll cut out all this chewing. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I've never been so overwhelmed um, by such mediocrity. <laughs> I was going to say, it's good. It's, yeah. not, it's not bad by any means. It's just not, like, outstanding. Or I'm sorry. But... How can, like, the Jonas Brothers be handed... A bowl of popcorn. Be like, oh, this must be the backstage stuff, and not, oh, it's a bag of popcorn. Well, do you do you think like as soon as the guy leaves, they just start like, and then like, can someone bring this word? Who is this guy? I completely missed that part. Who is this guy? What's his relationship to them? I just read the whole thing. I know, but like, I keep I forgot. It says every bag is special. No, (laughs) what did he do? He says, uh, I think his his son was in their band originally. Yeah, bandmate of my son. Oh, he got fired. I see. And he's like, I'm going to get some brought this popcorn. Guys, my dad made this. Get out. You're fired. (laughs) Who let you in here? (laughs) Yeah, so does anybody want more of this bag? Oh, here you go. Okay, so it did did advertise. Okay, it did advertise handful after handful. So. Uh, yeah, all two of them. I I will admit, I do like that this has just a little bit of sweetness to it. Yeah. I don't usually want that in my popcorn, but when I'm prepared for it, it's good. I'm saying, like, the, the flavor isn't, like, super strong. It's there, but yeah. it feels It is actually like... better the second time, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Well, now you got me going for another one. No, seriously, there's a lot more flavor in that one. Hmm. I don't know. I will say, I think, I you're, really like... I think you're just really hungry. No, seriously. I got a lot more. I actually really like gourmet popcorn too, so I, I like all kinds, sweet or salty. Can I have one more? <laughs> handful after, handful. quote unquote handful. This is not an endorsement, <laughs> but we are going back for thirds. D- <laughs> <laughs> if they want to sponsor us, I got you. <laughs> this is the best popcorn I've ever eaten. <laughs> well, now would I go out my way to buy it? I don't know, maybe. You say maybe? So you would actually buy this on your own money? Possibly. How much was it? I was about to say price. That's... Oh, I mean, it was it wasn't expensive, but like I don't know. I prefer the white cheddar stuff you get in the black bag. I forget the brand. Maybe just for the popcorn. I don't know. You're you well, okay. We joked earlier, but Shaps really is actually really hungry, so <laughs> <laughs> he might be a little bit more forgiving. All right, the second bag. Oh, it has a different description. <laughs> no, and it doesn't have the Jonas Brothers on. That's it. right, <laughs> but it still has their. It still has their name. No still... wait. Well, hold on. Let me look at this. It's thing. still Rob's backstage popcorn. Yeah, but um, it's not. That one says Kelly's classic. Kelly, who's who the heck's Kelly? Kelly Clarkson. Read the description. <laughs> okay, Rob's. Oh, I'm sorry. No, on the back. I know. I got you. I'm just like I'm. I'm okay. I was. It is Kelly Clarkson. Oh my yeah. gosh. I was beyond thrilled to team up with Kelly Clarkson to create Kelly's classic barbecue, an exciting new addition to the Rob's backstage popcorn lineup. Addition. There's only two flavors, so I don't. What are you talking about? Um. 
This flavor pulls from Kelly's southern roots to create a sweet and smoky barbecue-flavored popcorn, unlike anything you've ever had before. Like I stated earlier, I don't like barbecue-flavored anything. Chips. Does, does so, this guy make his living just going backstage to any celebrity <laughs> to find, shoving popcorn in their face and be like, Oh my gosh. Try it. You'll like it. Stick my name in it. <laughs> what uh, is it? I don't, oh my, I'm so confused. I want to meet this man. Yeah, if we Then he'll come mind. on this podcast and we'll try our pop, his yeah. popcorn, you know, and then... We have our own. You I hear can... that, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Rob? I'm a fan. Yeah, that's a good question. What flavor popcorn would you want? Like, if you had, if you made your own one of these. That is a good question. Um, okay. I do much enjoy, like, salt and vinegar flavor mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. But is that too basic? Or is it, like, should I try to come up with something different? Try to put a little spin on it. You know, like one of those zesty spins. Um Salt and red vinegar. No. <laughs> like combine, so I would say combine two flavors or something like that. That usually aren't. Salt and vinegar. Mm, okay. Boom. <laughs> two flavor. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so let's... We I would do ketchup and mustard. We can't... Oh. <laughs> That's it. No popcorn for you. <laughs> All right, so I can't put it off any longer. Everybody grab a handful of this. Yep. Kelly Clarkson put her name on this. So next we get George Lopez flavored popcorn from Rob. Honestly, Here, hold on, he's first. just sneaking behind with a cart like, oh, <laughs> my cabbages. Here we go. Ready, go. So again, it is very like a muted flavor. Mm-hmm. It's like faint. It's faint, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Took words out of my mouth. <laughs> Oh, she took the popcorn out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, um, I don't like barbecue. This does nothing to... Oh, sorry, it's getting caught in the back of my throat. Um, it does nothing to change my mind. How about y'all? Do y'all just like barbecue-flavored stuff? I don't usually like barbecue-flavored stuff. This stuff is not bad. I think because it's so faint, it's mm. pretty tolerable. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I That's that probably what it's... it is. Yeah. I like this a lot. As he goes for more. <laughs> I like this a lot. Handful after handful. Maybe we should starve ourselves before every food tasting just so we can be like, yeah... <laughs> I'm I telling definitely... you, this is that's not it. Like I generally am enjoying it. Yeah, I would definitely uh, prefer the sweet and salty over the barbecue, but I would eat both of these. If if one of those two bags was available, or yeah. if only one of those two bags was available, I would still eat it. Like it's still good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd have to go. If he makes a white cheddar, I'd be willing to come back for another episode and be like, "All right, here we go, guys." Like the third wheel of cheese podcast. Ooh, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the worst things you've ever said. It's on the show. three cheese backstage. Yeah, popcorn. So Rob three is cheese. rolling over in his grave. <laughs> when did Rob die? I don't know. Have you tasted his popcorn recently? <laughs> some some celebrities still say they see his ghost backstage. <laughs> Ooh, eat this. <laughs> Well, guys, I think this has been a very productive episode. Can I keep these bags? They're all... Well, Bree, do you want them? I, I want at least some before he takes them. Okay, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, hey, grab a handful and run away. No, Go guys, no fighting. All right, Rob's got plenty for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you can find this at any Walmart time. I'm literally or... putting my own phone in my mouth. I actually really like this stuff. He does. Mm-hmm. I'm, he's, he's going crazy. I don't know if you can hear it in the mic, and I hope we can cut that part out, but he's going at... <laughs> Handful after handful, just mm-hmm. like the bag promised. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this has been a good episode. Um, we're going to work on the last one. Hopefully we can get it to you, but I'm the only one hoping that there's a chance. <laughs> but, Bree, I really appreciate you coming on. I think we've had some really good talks. I Yo, think we could do this more. Just like just like relationships, you're the only one who hopes that you can get it to work. I hope, <laughs> I hope your mic falls as you're trying to talk. <laughs> 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 do you have fun, Bree? What do you think? I, I had a blast.
blast. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so honored to be the first guest. Uh, dude, um, yeah. I mean, whenever oh, we're yeah. talking about guests, you're like the first name on the list, basically. I was like, bro, we got to put her on. I'm uh, flattered. Yeah. If you ever want me back, I will return. And oh. I'll just remind everybody, I was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We'd love to have you back. Thanks for joining us. As usual, I'm Caleb. I'm Shaps. And I'm Brianna. All right. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Bye.